Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Four Seasons and a Funeral. In the left corner, we have Charlie, owner of cats and hater of all things dairy. In the right corner, we have Nick, <laughs> hater of pants and lover of milk. One could say too much, but who am I to say? I hope you're ready for a fight for the ages, because we're gonna get one tonight on Four Seasons and a Funeral. Hey, I'm David. Am I supposed to fight Nick? <laughs> yes. Why? I'm Nick. What are, we, what are we fighting over? Dairy products. I can't wait to have to do before every sentence that I do tonight. I No, like, I'm on board with dairy products. They're just not allowed to have lactose in them. Yeah. Get better at eating dairy, Charlie. <laughs> I'm getting pretty good at eating dairy. It just can't have lactose in it. Get better at eating lactose? <laughs> no i can't <laughs> you just need to practice more duh obviously <laughs> Urgh, exposure therapy it's the only way to get over allergies <laughs> or turn yourself into batman <laughs> i don't Urgh, think he's batman maybe. all right i'm, I'm done with hers <laughs> yeah i don't know what the fuck happened with this intro what, do you what mean? the hell was that what do you mean that was my intro What's wrong with it? So I'm, I'm just a upset lot. because it doesn't theme with the episode at all, like the Fringe episode yeah. at all. When have my intros ever themed with like, <laughs> the episodes they preceded? The hip cool one where I had to do that hip cool outro? That one was my favorite. Yeah, but that wasn't themed to the episode. Well, like... it was themed to Fringe because Fringe is hip and cool. Oh, God. Yo, swag dog. <laughs> we we were reviewing this... 11 year old show oh. for real bruh is that what they're saying nowadays <laughs> no i don't know what they're saying uh, nowadays mood. lots of mood it, weird oh, vibe God. vibe vibes. check actually no vibes was like a couple months ago it's no longer vibes i, I don't think i thought is vibe bay check was our in? i thought vibe check and bay was still our age though like i feel like the current zoom zooms aren't saying that <laughs> what happens if i google zoomer slang because Bay was definitely like something people would say in like when I was in high school. Like there yeah. was a lot of Bays getting thrown around. <laughs> yeah, no, it's Bays and Fam. Like oh, Fam, squad. Like oh yeah, and squads. Squad. Like oh, you my you and my squad, Bay. We fa we a Fam. Oh God. <laughs> oh, like big something. Yeah. And like, and like something energy. Is that Zoomer slang? I feel like that's people making fun of. Like I again, from I, we're from the outside now. I feel like everything every by the time you can look it up and you can see it, it's either outdated or not actual Zoomer slang. Like, so the real I question just... is, like, I, I'm are, are any of us on TikTok? Because that'd be the place to go look for this slang. No, I have I'm, I have I'm, avoided t TikTok. I'm, yeah. The... I have TikTok sent to me, and then I go on TikTok cringe because I actually have. I just I look at for the cute animals. That's what I go on TikTok for. <laughs> so, so Charlie, like, the problem the problem is there. You're still you're you're removed. Therefore, none of us know what the what the thing is right now. Because I feel like the yeah. the thing is from like you could learn from TikTok. Yeah, yeah but like I would skip over that content anyways. Like exactly. this, this never, has been the rudest I, awakening yeah. to me that like I'm getting older is I actually hate the generation after us. <laughs> like, I well, actively hate them. Okay, but to be fair, though, were you big on Vines when that was a thing? I was mildly... I never downloaded Vine, yeah. 
Yeah, because TikTok, TikTok and Vine essentially have like the same energy yep. is what I feel. Like they're, they're the same sort of region of the internet has that same kind of energy, like very normy, yeah. trying to be funny, like kind of energy. Like riffing off of like old school Tumblr, like that kind of reblog yeah. energy, which is Vine and TikTok, but with yeah. videos now. So would, it's all pretty I, people. I would like so, to point and, out back and when Vine like, was a thing, you know what there wasn't a thing of? Fucking OnlyFans. <laughs> Are you saying TikTok is the reason we have OnlyFans? One of also, them is I the cause think, of the other. Also, I and, don't and think not that's the fact true. That, because not the fact that Belle Delphine for quite made, a while. And not the fact that like Belle Delphine made hundreds of thousands of dollars by not taking her clothes off. Yeah. And then promised to and made millions of dollars. Yeah, yeah. OnlyFans started in 2016. Interesting. But were they big until like last year i don't think they were until the pandemic hit and everyone got real horny for the first couple months (laughs) (laughs) i don't think they got big until like two three years ago yeah because the first year because okay so originally fun bit of internet trivia originally OnlyFans was marketed as like a uh, gym thing where you could sign up to get classes and trainers essentially like video like online classes and then people were like oh wait this framework works real well for porn <laughs> god as as with anything yeah so, were, were you guys were you guys like i'm assuming back like june probably around like june of last year um being on like twitch at like times like that and like i remember i was watching a streamer who was just like super chill like just like normal person and he just kept getting a bunch of fucking horny comments from people and he was like guys I, I know it's been two months since you've been able to, like, see people <laughs> and things. Chill! No. I bounce back so much on watching tr- Twitch streams where I'm like, oh, okay, cool, this guy's actually engaging. And then they get big and it's like, okay, so 90% of the stream is you thanking people for donations and subs. And it's... I never, yeah. Uh, I never actually got into watching Twitch streamers. Um, I watch I watch the I have, VODs because they yeah, have entertaining like I'll games. Watch, yeah. I'll watch VODs or clips or highlight reels like of that, I but watch... not actively like while they're streaming. I don't, yeah. I, I don't watch that. Um, I did. I, I have started watching VTuber stuff, but that's also like streams and clips mm-hmm, and stuff. Yeah. Um, to, uh, to be fair though, VTubers actually do a, a nice thing that I think other streamers should do, where essentially as they get donations and stuff, they'll just say a quick thank you. They won't read messages usually or anything. Um, unless it's funny, but then after the stream ends, they'll do a long, like hour-long thing where they just read the donations that happened. Oh, that's nice. That's my biggest thing. Where people are like, "Oh, st- like live streams are so interactive. Like you get to interact mm-hmm. with your fan base more." No, you don't. <laughs> it is live reading of fan mail. Yeah, to a lesser degree. It's very. It's a parasocial, like sort of it's it's terrible really it's real it's really bad for oh, people. It's, it's very bad for both sides of it <laughs> uh well, no i would no. argue it's for... more bad for the audience it can be very bad for the streamer if they're the type of person who gets too connected to their audience because like that parasocial relationship can go both ways yes yeah but or most they get... of the time the streamer is able to disassociate from the audience enough to just rake in money i said yeah. what i feel yeah, well, because after a while it stops, like, the only people they mention by name are their mods, and everyone yeah. else is just chat. 
Like, well, then because it also it just becomes there. it just be, unless it's a donation, it just becomes a mass of text that you can't like that goes by there's, so quickly. Uh, there's you no can't, reasonable way I to do specif- it. I specifically yeah. don't watch Twitch streamer big. Uh, (laughs) i will i will watch twitch streamers that are that big but i hide chat and it's i'm only watching them because they're like playing a game i'm interested in or like i've been watching he's a guy called small ant and he does like mario odyssey speed runs and i i love mario odyssey and i like speed runs so i watch him for the content i don't watch him because he interacts with his chat yeah but that's that's the generational gap. Well, it's that or like watching um, Overwatch League on Twitch when that was, or on YouTube streaming when that yeah. was happening as well. But that's just like watching sports. Like, sure, there's a, there's a chat, but no, no one's paying attention to that. You're watching the action. Yeah, I don't even like Discord is the best spot for that now. Watching sports because I go on uh, mm-hmm. sport discords for all the Toronto sport teams during game days because that's a smaller community and you can actually like talk to people. Yeah, I just anything over fifty people is noise. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, anyway, but that's our noise. That's our depressing. I guess. Hey, <laughs> look at what social well, media is currently. Well, uh. Welcome, everyone. This is definitely a podcast about fringe. Uh. <laughs> Listen to three three old men find out we're being left behind by the current generation. <laughs> We, we just have to have our, our little 10-minute depressing intro of, like, realizing what life is. And then we, we go talk about a show that was, like, aired 10 years ago and hasn't been aired again since. <laughs> so we can go relive oh, our, our youth. Is, do you think it's going to get better when we move on to the next show? And it, if, the, if the next show is more recent, is that better or do we want to go further in the past? <laughs> like, what would be better? Yes. <laughs> all right i think fair enough if we, if, we, <laughs> if we go further in the past we hit on all that like personal nostalgia and like oh do you remember how tv shows were filmed and yeah. written and if we do something more recent we go wow look at the improvements in television or detriments in television writing yeah. since this point well also i think also if we've seen the show before that'll matter quite a oh, bit yeah. as well because yeah. i know the next shows we have sort of in or that we're considering not all of us have seen all of them. Like there's definitely yeah. like a mix of we've seen some of it. Some of us haven't seen any of it. There's a couple shows that we, none of us have seen also we're thinking of. So yay, should be interesting. Um, hey, <laughs> December 2nd, 2010, when this episode came out, David, what were you doing on that day? Uh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> what date did you even, I listen, my, my memory's so bad. I lost the date you just said. <laughs> What what, what when did what this I have out? been doing eleven years ago? December second, twenty ten. We were all in. Well, don't say the exact. Cause... Well, no, we were all in high school. Okay, so that's still high school. We would have been school. that is grade ten. Yeah, grade ten. Ugh. Oh, gross. Yep. I don't want to uh... think about that. <laughs> Some hard grade. Tenth Some hardcore grade, right cringe going the, through uh, my head right, right, right now. before the Christmas break. Right before the Christmas break. Oh, I would have either been... Were you yelling uh, just... at grade nines? No, <laughs> I would have either just been performing or wrapping up the f- a performance for our winter... <laughs> like our winter uh, theater. Where you yelled thing. at grade nines. Where you yelled at poor little I grade nines. I was not... Was I directing then? Yes, I was yes. directing in ninth grade. I was directing all four years. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> 
Uh, what you should be saying is the TV guide. Yes. Yes. Okay, TV guide. We haven't been doing anything this week. We just yell about Zoomers. That's what we did this week. Basically. Seriously, I've, I've been playing a lot of Monster Hunter and petting my new cat. <laughs> Yay. Okay, TV guide. Olivia searches for an ally. A device that can bridge the communication gap between universes is discovered by the Fringe team. Ooh, character limits. There's a semicolon, not a comma. It's a semicolon. I really read... I heard that as the ally that Olivia is searching for is a device (laughs) that can bridge the communication gap. (laughs) And you were like, wait, that's not this episode. (laughs) I'm like, wait, that doesn't make sense. How is a device an ally? (laughs) I was a device, not an ally, Charlie. Because it doesn't speak up when I'm marginalized for being brown. (laughs) But it. (laughs) Is that the answer you were expecting, Nicholas? The best thing is that Nick can't say shit to that. (laughs) Because you just call him white. How, how about this? It, it makes you more angry about being marginalized? Does that make it an ally? Wait, what? No, what? <laughs> Nick doesn't know what an ally is. <laughs> Nick is apparently not an ally. <laughs> David, I think we need to have a private conversation about if Nick can continue to be on this podcast. <laughs> if he's not an ally. Well, no, no, no. I can still be on the podcast. Just every time that I make a joke, you'll both go silent. Um... (laughs) You mean more so than usual? Yes. (laughs) And you'll just ignore everything that I say. Like, I'll I'll say words and David will just cut them. And it'll be like, Nick's definitely still in the episode. Like, you heard him in the intro. And then he just didn't speak for the entire episode. It was real weird. (laughs) Just mute you for the entire content of the episode. You come back in the outro. Not even mute (laughs) me. Just turn down the audio enough that I'm just a whisper. <laughs> just trying to speak up, and it's just Charlie and I talking over you the entire time. Every time oh. that I like shout, you just go "fuck you, Nick, stay in your place." And you lower my audio a little bit further and, and post. <laughs> oh. Okay, great ideas for episodes aside. Um... Uh, this episode picks up right where the last one left off. This is Peter yep. getting the phone call from the cleaning lady at the nine eleven gift shop? Well, we first, uh, it's not right away, because at first we see uh, Peter and Olivia essentially going to sleep after presumably a great night of sex. Well, no, so um, it is It is literally <laughs> picking up from the last episode. Like, this is the first time that I think they've done this, where, like, the last scene from the last episode is the first scene of this episode. Yeah, it's Peter yes, getting yeah. the phone call. And um, he, he, like, looks over and um, Bolivia's like, oh, who is that? And he's like, oh, apparently I'm eligible for great savings. I block the number though, and she's like, oh, "Okay," and so obviously he knows she she's not uh, his Olivia. So he goes down, takes her laptop, and keeps trying to sign in. Mm-hmm. And he he waits a couple she, hours, makes sure she's asleep. Uh. Yeah, and then she wakes up and is like, "Oh, what are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, I'm trying to email a friend I have in Greece. You know what he always says." And then says Some the line. Some Greek phrase. <laughs> yeah, says the phrase that Olivia originally said to him after she came back from the alternate universe at the beginning of season two. Mm-hmm. And the the tell is that Bolivia doesn't know what it means, so her cover's been blown. Bolivia's like, whoa, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, it's just and something just, my friend says. <laughs> well, no, Peter does say, like, it says it means be a better man than your father. Because, you know, my friend's dad also sucked, and we had that in common. <laughs> so he would say that to me in Greek. In Greek. <laughs> and Bolivia goes, sounds about right. Sounds about right. I'm going to go back to bed. Right. And then Peter's like, okay, hey, I'm going to get some water. And then fake opens and closes the cabinet. And then Olivia, or Bolivia's there and has a gun on him. And she's like, what gave me away? And he's like, the lack of intimate details. I don't know how you've made it this far without me accidentally bringing something up from the past. Were you doping us all with little bits of, like, morphine? How, how insane is your ability to gaslight me that I have not realized this at all? She doesn't have a perfect memory. Like, how, how have you not noticed? She forgets things. Like, one of Olivia's greatest character traits is how she never forgets anything. Blinded by love, David. Blinded by love. God. I mean, Walter goes into a big rant about this. Yes, we will get Mm -hmm. to the Walter rant. It's a good rant. Yeah, because she she makes Peter inject himself with something. Red goo, as I like to call it. That paralyzes his body. And the entire time, Peter's like, well, if this doesn't kill me, if you're not lying to me, you're going to have lots of trouble. Well, I'm going to like, kill oh, you. It's good that you're not telling me your plan, because that means this probably isn't going to kill me. <laughs> um, also, like, would the play not be to also paralyze him, but like inject him with something that he would get immediately addicted to just as an extra detriment? Now, nah, be like, yes, this will paralyze is... you. It's also heroin. Well, no, the, the hope, the hope is that <laughs> mean, Peter's still so going to come back to the other side one day. So, so wait, Charlie, you just mean inject him with heroin? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, would you not? And then, like, Criminal Minds did this entire subplot where one of the FBI agents gets kidnapped and like doped up, and then he's a drug addict. Except they handled that plot line poorly. Yeah. I just feel like th- this would be better because then they have to deal with something where it's like, Bishop, you can't be in the field. You're a heroin addict now. I, if the rating for Fringe was higher, maybe. But but fortunately <laughs> it isn't. And we see Peter uh, inject himself with this red goo. John Noble comes out and goes, see, it's spring-loaded. And like shoves it like into Peter's <laughs> arm a couple times. And then leaves and goes, <laughs> as he leaves. <laughs> And then Joshua Jackson is like, what the fuck, John Noble? You ruined the scene. <laughs> and then they had to reshoot the scene. Uh, and then... No, no, then J.J. Abrams comes out and he's like, just keep it. It's fine. No one will notice. <laughs> <laughs> and then we cut to the next scene. Uh, uh, well, we yeah, we cut to the next scene of um, Bolivia going to the typewriter store. Um, and... In, in the um, morning, it's important to note, and very early, because yeah. yeah. the, the guy who runs the typewriter store is definitely not pleased about having to get there that early. <laughs> no. Yeah, and she goes up to this special typewriter and is like, cover blown, extraction needed. Bum, bum, bum. And I'm like, it's it's quantum entangled, like, you can type full sentences. Like, it's not like you need to be succinct. <laughs> you could type out a There's full no sentence. There's no character limit, yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Just... Listen, the other side is known for their short communications. They're they're good at it. They need they know how many words they need. They don't want to use any more than that. Um, you know, paper's expensive over there, so is coffee. Um, it takes a lot of like staying up with coffee to like read those full reports. Uh, I can't afford that. I just love That's the right. idea of Bolivia sitting down there and just typing paragraphs of just like <laughs> here's exactly what happened. <laughs> nah, this, also, is, why this is... is way better. And we get, that's the cold open, isn't it? Yes. Um, and we get, yeah. 
um we get the red universe intro i believe do we though does it does it switch back and forth i forget it does it switches back and forth it's really good uh it starts out blue goes red and then we did we get another swap back and forth so it goes blue red blue red um, Ooh, fancy i skipped the intro so i didn't notice charlie didn't watch <laughs> yes. the episode so uh no i i watched half the episode oh shit look at that i couldn't watch the whole episode because some asshole like showed up at my house and it was like hey i haven't seen you in a while and my girlfriend and i wanted to talk to you and your girlfriend so i did that for a bit <laughs> just the worst and then that made me make dinner late and except i was still ready to go at seven twenty. Just without watching yeah. any of the episode. Well, watching a third of the episode. <laughs> I was ready to go at 720. Uh, <laughs> I was not. <laughs> but yeah, we have the, the dual universe intro, which means we're going to be hopping between blue and red universes. Ooh. Spooky. Um, yeah, after the intro, Peter is being attended to by paramedics. He makes some witty remarks about having a tequila-sized hangover. Mm-hmm. So like um, medium? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't had a yeah. hangover. <laughs> we we do get a, a good line where Broyles is like, Peter, why was Olivia in your, why are you at Olivia's apartment at quarter after two in the morning? <laughs> and Walter's like, don't worry. She mentioned that there was a like branch that fell on her house and she was scared. Um, she called us Pe- for help and we were both there. Yes. <laughs> and Peter's like, I've been sleeping with her. And Broyles is like, yeah, I know. I just need to hear you say it. <laughs> like, no shit. <laughs> Ah, so you finally discovered that you're sleeping with Olivia. <laughs> no, 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 not ah. You finally discovered that you've been sleeping with fake Olivia. <laughs> like, bro, you knew the whole time? Broyles knew the whole time. Broyles just pulls out, out, pulls out a whiteboard. Weeks. <laughs> pulls out a whiteboard full of pictures. <laughs> well, no, and then on the, Broyles, Broyles on the flip side. Them, goes, the fuck, how did you not know? She doesn't have an eidetic memory. <laughs> He flips over the whiteboard, and there's just betting pool of all the other FBI agents. <laughs> when will they find out? Never. Pre-sex, after sex. Uh, but then, yeah, so they're like, well, the phone call came from a payphone in Manhattan. We don't know. Like, the phone call is entirely irrelevant, so they ditch it immediately. Yeah, but then they're Peter's just like, like, hey, it was payphone, untraceable. We could never find who, who yeah, placed this call. I mean, like, <laughs> we can't afford to pay have... that actress to come back for another episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then Peter realizes, hey, I was trying to break into her laptop, so she thought it was actually my laptop, and so she took my laptop. So we still have her laptop. Can we just say, once again, Bolivia is terrible at her job? Just... Yeah, like, dude's knocked out. Check both laptops. Take both. Maybe Peters has something you might want on there. Yep. If not, it's a free MacBook. Better yet. Yeah. Better yet. Tie Peter up after you fucking inject him with this. Make it take a little bit longer. <laughs> also, there's there's no way on the pl- like that the FBI would ever use Macs as official work laptops, right? Um, God, who knows? Uh, I will. I say, don't know. American I, bureaucracy is weird. I will say I'm very upset that they that they go um, that they get Olivia's laptop and Broyles is like immediately like take this laptop, get all the information off of it, like get all the passwords off of it. It's not how that works. <laughs> well, I would imagine that FBI IT can backdoor into their own laptops. So so funny story. Um, 
Major also, tech 2010 companies, Max, no, 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 I think ma- you can backdoor to 2010. Major tech companies back in 2010. Um, you guys both know which one I'm talking about. Um, no, they couldn't for employees to the like extent of if an employee dies, they cannot access any of the files on that laptop, including any personal photos that that person yep. might have on their on their laptop. Um, I remember I, this. Yep. But also, to be <laughs> fair, we did see Peter try like seven times, seven different passwords just in the cold open. So there, it doesn't seem to be a limit on how many times you can try it. Yeah, the, yeah. those ones, those all those ones are 10, 10 attempts and the entire drive gets wiped. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just sure saying, like, with the they... FBI, surely there would be exemptions, and they just, like, keep Honestly, this work-related, we can get into it. Like, probably. They, you, well, like, Nick, you would Nick, have to be able to do that. They, there are shapeshifters in this episode. It's fine. <laughs> they got into the laptop. No, this is, no, this is, what, this is the hell I'm going to die on. Not on the shapeshifters. <laughs> they got into the laptop. <laughs> they go, yeah, her password was, I love Peter. Really, really fucking weird. weird. Both the E's were threes. It was real easy to break into. We, we really need to update our three E's and Peter as well. It was really weird. <laughs> she, she didn't know how to spell Peter's name. How did we not notice this? <laughs> she spelled Bishop wrong. What? <laughs> why? Why is there an A in Bishop? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, she spelled it Bishop. <laughs> how did she know? <laughs> In all of her case reports that have to deal with New York, she kept spelling Manhattan wrong. <laughs> like, yeah, there's How little things like notice? that that would be so ingrained into your muscle memory that you would you would slip up. Like, no human being is that good. Also, you'd freak I say the fuck that, out about have... how, like, available coffee was and, like, oh my god, look at this pen. <laughs> Man, I have I all these pen pens. So long. You're Man, telling I'm... me I can get 20 ballpoint pens for a dollar? I could sell those for so much more over there. Think about how many Martin Luthers I could make from this. <laughs> the, t- the first time she mentioned liking you two, that should have been the first red flag. <laughs> as soon as the FBI, because I'm assuming they're monitoring Peter's credit cards, as soon as they see the purchase of U2 tickets, they should go, he's in a honeypot. <laughs> like he has been compromised we need to kill him and move on listen this was before you two did the thing where they put the the album on everyone's uh on everyone's but, iphones but it wasn't the first time you when you bought an ipod it came like the i the original ipod came or sorry the original walkman came for free u2 album did it yeah there's Madness. old marketing where you can see that as the advertisement god damn <laughs> Anyhow, after Broyles tells the guy to go get all the files off that laptop, uh, we cut over to the uh, typewriter store where Bolivia is waiting for a response. And the guy, the crippled owner, is like, Haha, yeah, they love making you wait, don't they? I've been waiting for my new legs for so long. <laughs> so many years. Uh, yeah, and he's like rambling on and Bolivia's like, well, I guess I should finally check this laptop. Um, after like 12 hours and then opens it up and it's uh, login username Peter Bishop which isn't a username be better <laughs> what what system allows you to have a white space in your username that's just waiting for exploits come on um, I will also guys, note I paused guys, shapeshifters I- shapeshifters <laughs> yeah. I paused on the I'm going to try I haven't looked at the bottom of the wiki page I'm going to try and predict um, the next episode clue for next next episode. There was 
there was a chess application on Bishop on Bishop Peter's <laughs> uh, desktop, and I'm wondering if that's going to be an oblique reference to chess in the next episode. That's my oh, guess. That's your guess. I have no right. idea. We'll we'll keep that in mind for next week. Yeah. I think that there is a picture of a fish somewhere, and that's an oblique <laughs> reference to fish up. <laughs> Uh, we then cut to the Red Universe, and Brandon is like, he's got the typewriter note, so I guess he's the douche on the other end who sends really cryptic and like not at all detailed messages that an operative would need to continue. <laughs> um, and he's like, hey, she's not done her mission, but she needs extraction. And he's like, it's really fucking hard to do it. We had to to send you over we had to steal a whole bridge and uh walter and it's like it's not that fucking difficult you moron just make it smaller <laughs> yeah and just make Brandon's... it smaller and better <laughs> he's like i'm not tony stark sir <laughs> but anyways uh, they're gonna do that anyways and the, but it's yeah. like hey we'll just you know we'll just give them back their olivia and we'll uh we'll swap them <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and Brandon's like, "Hey, if we're giving them back their Olivia, can I have some of her?" Like, I can replace. There's easily replaceable parts. Like, yeah, brain. That's basically just spaghetti. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, what we learned last time, mass has to be equal, right? So they would have to like fill her with like just, I guess, sand. lead or sand <laughs> to make up for the mass. I feel like that's cheating, though. Like, why is it just mass? Why isn't it like should it, surely it should be the same particles? No, nah, they right? specifically mentioned they specifically mentioned no. that it was just mass related last time. Yep, that this I, I know, I know, and the I'm building uh, swapping. I know, but I'm saying that doesn't make sense to me. Like, where where does that decision come in on a universe? Like, okay, we take a two thousand pound like car from their universe. Mm -hmm. Why is it selecting like? I have so many questions about that transference. Like, is Charlie, it 2,000 pounds of something on this universe in a localized region? Or could, like, an asteroid in space be sucked away instead? Charlie, 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 shapeshifters. <laughs> <laughs> Nick's got okay, a point. Okay, that's fair. That's fair enough. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's I see Olivia. I to my as I did that. <laughs> Let's let's see Olivia screaming for her life to Colonel Broyles. Oh my there god. Go. <laughs> this this is very painful. Like Yeah, we we see all the happiness of like, you know, Secretary of Defense um Walter or Walter just, you know, being like all good and everything's good up there and they're just talking about how, you know, they're just going to like perform a vivisection. And hey, let's yep. go take a look at the patient. Uh <laughs> But we do get a scene also with Walter and Broyles where they're discussing um, how Olivia managed to get onto the island and into the lab. And there's some very oblique references from Walternate about how there must be a traitor or there's like a... there's no way she did it herself. Blah, blah, blah. If this and Burroughs 20... looks. If this was 2021, it would have been there's no. Burroughs <laughs> <laughs> looks very uncomfortable and, is, and just says, Are you sussing me? What? Burroughs <laughs> <laughs> is looking sus, but he's claiming someone else is sus. So, like, Brand I don't Brandon know. pretty sus. Uh... <laughs> Um, but yeah, then we get uh, essentially Boro starts to leave and we see Olivia being dragged out of her room screaming for her life. Yeah. Broyles looks away and then heads down an elevator. Broyles is like, sorry, 
I, I, I turned a blind eye once, not twice. Later. Yeah. Well, he is turning a blind eye again. Yeah. Just to, like, atrocities against Olivia. What you're um, saying and then is, we... is that, you know, what happened with his son has become passed on. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're even now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> we cut back to Blue Universe, uh, where we're at the, the lab and Astrid and Peter are trying to figure out how Bolivia communicates with the Red Universe. And then Walter bursts out and he's like in hysterics. He's like a finely, he's like a meditative session finally timed with eight ounces of brown Betty and I'm nowhere. I have no idea how to get her back or do anything. How I'm a so idiotic. Stupid? I'm an idiot. I'm a fraud. <laughs> how, how could I not see that she was an imposter? She tricked my son with all of her carnal uh, wiles. wiles. Well, yeah, Broyles, Broyles comes in and says, hey, uh, Bolivia stole a piece of the universe ending machine or the world ending machine, whatever it is. And then Walter goes on the huge rant of like, oh, she manipulated Peter with her carnal manipulations. With and I too was turned. She got to my heart through my stomach as he's eating a pastry. He's eating an enormous cookie, which makes well, sense. Well, no, it's, the, it's, the, it's the beaver tail from last episode. Oh, it's a beaver tail. Okay. Um, I just thought it was nice because he was, he did just mention taking a lot of brown Bettys. So he's just munching down a beaver tail. I, oh. I, and uh, we're, we're skipping over we're skipping over a word that Walter used, and I, I feel like that word needs to be recognized for a second. <laughs> what word is it? Uh, that, that word What's the is, word of the day, Nick? The, the word of the day is vagenda. Oh fuck! Oh, right, vagenda. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just, just him be like, it just made me feel gross. <laughs> Which is manipulating great. us to forward her cruel vagenda, and Astrid's like vagenda. Excuse me. <laughs> Well, where does this misogyny come from? Uh, just <laughs> next time my girlfriend asks me for something, I'm going to be like, "What's your agenda?" <laughs> oh no! It just the word just made me feel so gross. It was it was perfect for the scene, but God, it felt gross to hear. Oh, it's wonderful. But yeah, Walter's all upset about the pastries, and Astrid's like, "Wait a minute! How did we not notice this before? She bought you these pastries." countless times we have seen this box hundreds of times and she said she always bought these on her way back from the fed building this pastry shop is nowhere near the federal building how the fuck do you miss that god how do you not i guess okay she specifically found a pastry shop that was so mediocre that you never wanted to know where they were from (laughs) but how would you it was no no the pastries were always just good enough that you were happy they existed but you didn't care to know (laughs) what bakery they came from yeah it was like man that was a that was an okay beaver tail yeah thanks for bringing that in anyways i'm gonna leave now (laughs) do you do you want to look on the box to see what pastry shop this came in no you know what no i don't really care to i'm perfectly content exactly what i expect to be able to get at any pastry shop (laughs) <laughs> There's a Timmy's down the road that does pretty good Timbits, so, you know, uh, it's kind of the same thing. Where, where's the Timmy's in, in Boston? Where isn't the Timmy's in Boston? I think aren't you mean to say... Few, aren't there actually a few Tim Hortons in Boston, I thought? Probably I thought not that in was 2010. A, yeah, they're all Duncan's. There's a few Duncans. places they spread to in America. Like, there they're are all super close to the border, though. Yes. Like, I don't think there's any that far south. 
Especially not mm-hmm. in okay. Boston. That's Dunkin' Donuts country. Yeah. But anyways, while you while David is going and looking this up, uh, I'm going to speed <laughs> us along a little bit here. Uh, they are like, all right, time to go explore from this pastry shop and figure out what the fuck Olivia was doing out there. Um, and uh, they split up. Um, Broyles is with them because you know they're they're down a they're down a member. They they need the leader of the task force with them for this uh, for this. Um, Walter takes the pastry shop for you know reasons. Uh, and Peter makes oh. his way to this weird ass typewriter store. The fuck is that doing you're, here? You're missing a scene. Uh, what am I missing? Uh, Bolivia goes back into the uh, typewriter. Oh, right. and receives the the last message. And takes the paper away and then gives uh, a box to the store owner. And tells him to hold on to this if he wants his legs. Well, okay, <laughs> she doesn't say it's like she's threatening him. She says, if you want your legs, I need you to do one more thing. Not, if you don't do this, I'm going to take your current legs. Well, no, no, not take. Just the, the classic smash in the kneecaps. <laughs> I really don't think that would change his, his like, quality of life. <laughs> Anyways, I'm uh, sure it'd make it worse. I don't think it, I don't think it would help. Yeah, no, mangled kneecaps don't help anyone. Um. <laughs> anyways, I mean, you're assuming his kneecaps aren't like congenitally deformed. Maybe that's why he can't walk. You're right. Yeah, and I think if, having them blown out won't help. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't think that would aid him. Hey, hey, Charlie, you want to know what's better than, like, not having an ACL? Having a part of an ACL. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, nah, I don't see it. (laughs) Anyways, um, now we get into the scene that I'm remembering. Um, Peter walks into the typewriter shop and is like, damn, the fuck is this doing here? This feels a little bit, you know, strange for this, like, high-rent neighborhood. And Peter brings out all these housing prices and, you know. (laughs) <laughs> Start, starts spitting facts about these uh, these housing prices, but he's like, "Hey, look, you know, at least you're selling some new stuff, like my laptop." Uh, <laughs> to which the guy's the like, "All right." <laughs> Could you imagine uh, if that wasn't his laptop? It was just the dude's <laughs> laptop. He booted and, up, and it's like an anime background, and he's like, "Oh, <laughs> my bad." Oh, how did you get my dad's laptop? <laughs> You think Walter would be down with anime? I think so. I think Walter would be he would down only with most be, things. He would only be into like the uh, stuff that he would have been able to see before he um got put into the mental hospital. But like, I'm sure he'd be into like Akira and stuff. Yeah, that's true. I think he he would definitely get super high and watch like maybe some DBZ just to take the edge. Not off. even DBZ. I think his era would be like Dragon uh, Astro Boy, which would speak to him. I think. Which is Astro Boy is the uh, scientist loses his son, so he builds him a better son. Yep. That one might hit a bit yeah. too close to home, actually. All right. So we <laughs> are able to officially announce. I just got texted by J.J. Abrams. We can officially announce canonically that Walter Bishop <laughs> loves anime. Man, isn't it so cool? Charlie, when are you going to be able to get J.J. on the show? Uh <laughs> It's so cool I would, that he got his number. I don't understand how, but like, damn, dude. <laughs> he, he's knee deep in Star Wars stuff right now, so it's going to be still? a while. 
I don't fucking know, David. <laughs> he won't text me back. <laughs> he only responds about just... Fringe shit for some reason. <laughs> we keep telling him to let Fringe go, but he was like, no, you have to continue the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Literally after episode one, he like, you know, sent us like a long, angry text. I'm still not sure how he got Charlie's number, but he did. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually very scary. Can you please send help if anyone's listening to this? JJ Abrams me yet, is stalking like... me. You need to help me. This is a crime for help oh, wait, report jj abrams one second one second allegedly allegedly <laughs> <laughs> in a video game allegedly there okay we should be good D- disclaimer this is a comedy skit for comedy purposes <laughs> we have no affiliation with jj abrams and have never been in contact with him jj abrams we love you <laughs> except for the ransom note that he left on my door <laughs> allegedly. allegedly allegedly it's weird that he signed it director of super 8 and it's weird that he wrote allegedly yeah no he he, he signed it with allegedly jj but like i just, i don't know why he credited himself in this alleged note as director of super 8 like you would think he would choose one of his more well-known works super 8 was okay though which is i mean yeah but like like not creator of lost director of star trek director of star wars like or you know director director of the show that you know we're talking about (laughs) i don't think he ever directed any of it though yeah he just produced it yeah i don't know and where are we in this episode yeah no we're we're getting back to the typewriter because i've been trying to talk Uh, about a fucking typewriter for like (laughs) yeah but it's just so fucking boring it's a typewriter this is a quantum entangled telegraph uh, telegraph wait (laughs) telegraph what telegraph (laughs) what charlie you're you're reading that too right uh peter goes around the shop and finds his lost laptop Caught, the store owner shows them the, in italics, quantum entangled, entangled telegraph, as Walter called it. I'm very yep. confused. Seems wrong. Yeah. Anyways, yep. the typewriter, uh, the Selectron 251, um, is quantum entangled, as we've now learned. And you know what that means. It's still a normal fucking typewriter, and you can look at what's Sorry, been typed in it most recently. What, what typewriter was that? What was the name of the typewriter? Uh, Selectric? You said Selectron, didn't you? Uh, I might have said Selectron the first time. It's Selectric. Hi, you fucked up. Yeah, it's Selectric. (laughs) What? I was just trying to catch you in a flub. (laughs) Anyways, uh, they they decide to break (laughs) apart this magical uh, telegraph, uh, as we all know it is, and uh, find out that the last two messages sent were, uh, well done, initiate uh, phase two, and needed Penn Station, Newark, New Jersey. They know where to go. and hey, oh we can God, get out of this it's New Jersey. <laughs> um, and instead, let's swap back over to the other side, where uh, Colonel Broyles is enjoying a nice, tasty beverage, and I'm pretty sure it's the afternoon, so it's probably fine. Uh, yeah, he's just drinking on the job, as you do. And hey, yeah, his, but his th- money's no good there. Yeah, it, I hate that. <laughs> I I don't know why I hate that line of dialogue. Where like guy gets up to pay and the, someone else is like, "Nah, man, your money's no good here. You're a hero. No, just fucking take the money." I'm I'm more of <laughs> then like, you get your to frame no- it and say this is a ten dollar bill from the Colonel Broyles. So the bigger problem with your money's no good here is it makes it sound like it's a bad thing. Like it really does sound. I know that is that is the worst <laughs> version of this cliche. Is oh your money's no good here. 
That's... And you're like, oh, no, do they not like blacks? And he's like, but you're a hero. And you're like, oh, it's, he likes like, him. Okay. Full on. I think that's what they like. people say. <laughs> like, in like, Crow no, I, Country. I, like, I know oh it's an God. actual... It's an actual term. Don't say it. It's bad. Stop doing it. Just it be sounds, like, no, sir, well, also, it's on well, us. Or if you if you say it, don't say it in that tone. Like, <laughs> don't say it. In, Your money's not good here. Like, dude. <laughs> He didn't even say it in like, oh, your money's no, not good here, sir. Like, it's it sounded what's the, like... What's the worst word in that, in that phrase to put emphasis on? Is it y- money? Your? I think your. I think no, your. Is it, is it money where it's like, your money is, is no good here? Like, what is good here then? What do you want me to pay with other than money? Like, that opens up a door to a bunch of shit. Um, good yeah, is also a pretty good true. one. Uh, your money is no good <laughs> here. <laughs> I think your is still the worst one because that's just like your, your money is no good here. Yeah, your Other... kind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a word added there from Nick. But yeah, what the right. fuck? <laughs> you tell me that you guys don't just change that to your kind's money's no good here? <laughs> Nick, I know you're not an ally, but like, Jesus. <laughs> oh, that just reminds me of um, Tropic Thunder when... Uh, <laughs> What do you mean, uh, you people? Yeah, that line exactly. The, what do you mean, you people? What do you mean, you people? <laughs> I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude. Oh, oh, anyways, that's, a good, um, that's, yeah, that's a movie. Made. Yeah, that movie cannot be made today. <laughs> anyways. Robert Downey Jr. would simply cost too much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's the only problem. <laughs> Listen, there was a vortex twenty years ago. Um... <laughs> All right, Frank. Yeah, yeah. He tries to pay for the beer and can't. And the guy's like, "Good to know there's heroes out there keeping us safe from like, those vortexes." <laughs> yeah, bros is like, "Yeah, I feel like a hero watching a woman scream for her life as she's hauled away down a dark hallway in a military-run lab where she's going to be vivisected." And, and then, the guy's like, "Wait, why did you say that all out loud?" Well, no. And then Broyles bros goes, is like, give me, uh, give me two shots of tequila." Uh, <laughs> oh, my money's no good here, eh? Well, give me a bug out to bottle guess I'm gonna on your top fucking, shelf. Guess I'm gonna fucking bankrupt you then, you idiot. <laughs> Just the bartender's even, like, can. times are tough right now. Like, take all the money you can. Be, get a photo and be like, Colonel Broyles, this is my favorite shop on the station. <laughs> yes. That's a Mass wow. Effect reference for y'all cool kids who didn't play that game. Hey, the Legendary Edition's coming out soon. You can get the uh, remasters. Oh, yeah, maybe All I right. will. Guys. Uh, and then, yeah, so Broyles then goes... If We go from that, like, happy scene to a really depressing, messed up scene where Broyles um, goes, visit, goes to visit Olivia's cell and she's got, like, all these pen marks on her face and uh, Broyles is like, I can't help you. And she's like, well, you know what they're going to do to me? They're going to swap me with your Olivia. But first, they're going to kill me. They're going to cut out my brain and study. And she's like gesturing to all these surgical lines. And I'm like, what the fuck? To be fair, the, they do do that uh, before surgery. do do that. But also, that's her, that's, this is horrific torture to do to someone. Listen. Like, like pre. I am, I am like, going why to... wouldn't, 
I'm going to remind everyone briefly that when I got my finger operated on, despite the fact that it was bent sideways, they still put an arrow to which finger to operate yes, on. Yes, but, but Nick, they they didn't put an arrow to your brain saying, this comes out soon. I feel pretty <laughs> I feel pretty certain that if I was going in for brain surgery, they'd put some arrows at my brain. Yes, but again, the surgery isn't to kill you. Like... Listen, Olivia's it's just not having like, brain surgery. It's not and other not writing on your skin, you're going to die soon. <laughs> like, because that's what the things on Olivia's body say. Like, it's not like, yeah. oh, they're going to fix me soon. <laughs> that that part. Yeah, funny. it's just a very depressing scene where she's like begging for his help. And he's like, I can't, I can't. And then like he leaves and you kind of see her break a little bit, like as a person. Yep. This has not been a good season so far for no. Olivia. We we do like this is this is still like very good acting. Like we we constantly just are like, oh man, John Noble, su- such a good actor. Um, fucking Anatorv, also a very good actor yeah. or actress. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, then Broyles is talking to his wife, and it's doing the I got a tough decision to make. I don't know what to do. I can't tell you any details. And she's like, oh, you'll do the right thing. You'll protect. Like, you'll protect our world and restore hope. I'm like, yeah, yep. those are the right words to guilt trip your husband into committing treason. <laughs> <laughs> she oh. didn't know, to be fair. You should always assume that someone is asking you whether or not they should commit treason. <laughs> and really? act accordingly from there. <laughs> Man, Charlie, I'm going mean, to start sending you very suspicious questions. And I will Charlie tell you to not like. do it. Because <laughs> I'm going to assume you are committing treason. It's just Nick sending you pictures of, like, things he wants to buy, and you're like, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Charlie, I'm really thinking about, like, this RTX 3000 series. <gasps> Nick, stop trying to kill the Prime Minister. <laughs> hey, I'm thinking about buying this, like, black GMC SUV. I was going to take it on a drive to Ottawa. Don't do it, Nick. Don't do it. It <laughs> already happened of- once, and it didn't work out well for that guy. Oh, jeez. I was thinking of going to visit our mutual friend in Ottawa. Don't do it. (laughs) They'll find out your cover is a fake. (laughs) You can't be going there to see pole dancing. (laughs) They are not a stripper. They are not a stripper. No. They do it as a sport and for fun and for health and fitness. Yay. Okay, episode. Where are we? All right, What's we're happening? Back, we're back. We're back to Blue Universe. You know the ones with you know dart monkeys. Um, are we saying Blue Universe or are we saying Blue Universe? No, it would have to be Blue Universe. Never mind. <laughs> Continue. I answered my own question. Um, we're we're on our way to New Jersey, aka the worst place outside of you know Washington State. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And we're heading towards Penn Station, and we get the uh, this the scene of Broyles continuing to get all of the screen time because they realize that they need more from him uh uh talking with both peter and walter and slightly confusing because it's you know normally olivia uh and them just trying to figure out why olivia is heading towards penn station like there's like no good reason walter continues to believe that he's worthless and a fraud doesn't know why they'd ever go to penn station why would you go to new jersey to cross over to universes there's nothing in new jersey uh and uh, basically trying to figure out what's going on. And, you know, Peter is a little bit more afraid of what's going to happen to our Olivia. You know, Bolivia's trying to cross back over. Uh, but, yeah, I'm sure it's fine. Uh, let's go find out what's happening to our Olivia. Um, 
And we're back into uh, the Red Universe uh, with Olivia having her little surgery. She's had some anesthetic. Her eyes are still is open. It, is it a surgery if it's also an execution? It's a vivisection. No, it's organ harvesting. <laughs> no, it, it's a vivisection. This is very much a vivisection. <laughs> what is Ugh. the defined term of a vivisection? You know what a dissection is? Imagine that, but it's alive. Yeah, that's true. That's literally what a vivisection is. So it's very horrific, and then the best thing in this entire episode happens. And (laughs) as Brandon is about to cut into Olivia, like we can hear the saw, um, he gets shot and dies. (laughs) He doesn't die. Oh, we're back down to one Brandon. And And then we look for a second, and oh no, wait, Brandon just had a trank dart shot in him. Does he? I swear there's like a little bit of red starts coming out. It is out. a red no, feather trank dart. Ah, yeah. boo. That's upsetting. <laughs> so again, I just to go back, I don't think this qualifies as a vivisection because they were intending on killing her. No, but she was alive like while they were opening her up. Um, a, it's, a vivisection is just like a dissection when, when, where, they, um, where the person's alive. I don't think... Like, them intending to kill her matters for the definition of a vivisection. Like, it's a vivisection either way. Preemptive autopsy? No. I I just... It's just (laughs) murder is what it is. (laughs) That is the the true term of this, is just murder. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Colonel Bros has come in to save the day, and... Better better answer. This is is the answer to the trolley problem right here. Um... Yeah, that's... (laughs) Okay. Uh, yeah, Colonel Broas has come to save her, and um, she's paralyzed, and so he does the only reasonable thing, which is say, I'm sorry, and then shoot her full of adrenaline. Mm-hmm. As we do know, Broas, as, as it turns out, is great with, you know, as a medic. Uh. I mean, this is this is the second time she's been shot full of adrenaline, right? Yeah, yeah I think it's happened before. And at this scene, um, John Noble once again walks into the room. <laughs> and goes look well, they... it's spring loaded <laughs> she, she's not actually been put in with adrenaline it's movie magic <laughs> oh, John Noble you weirdo <laughs> and here we see what everyone should have realized with Bolivia that this isn't their Olivia because she has memorized access codes from seeing them once because she has a perfect memory Yep. she opens up the elevator and then they try to go back to the lab, but uh, the the tank is empty. So uh, I, Olivia's like, "Well, I can't get over." I would I would also like to point out that when they get back into the lab, um, some weird shit happened in that uh, in that elevator because Broyles has changed. <laughs> Broyles is in a different <laughs> outfit. Well, I assume he just put scrubs over his regular outfit. Yeah, he's he's in different clothes when they leave the original lab. He just has scrubs over his clothes. Yeah. He just had scrubs on. Oh, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't look like that when he's got the scrubs on, though. <laughs> I mean, it could just be scrubs over his shirt and he left his jacket somewhere. Like, ah, fair. Shapeshifters, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even reached Which... the shapeshifters yet. This is the worst part of this. But I think we have How, accidentally introduced... Are you sure? How can you know? <laughs> yeah. I think we have introduced a shorthand for suspension of disbelief. For fringe. Yeah, just, well, just for any show, I think. I would love for this to enter into our vocabulary as 
well, this doesn't quite make sense in, the, in the, this movie. No, 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 David, shapeshifter. <laughs> I think it works for Fringe because they already, like, it would have to be something that they've already introduced is what I, is what I mean. Yeah. So for Fringe, shapeshifters. If there's anything ever weird about continuity or some small thing, just they've already introduced shapeshifters. I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, still back in the, back in the lab, uh, Olivia has discovered um, the reason why they don't need her anymore. They've synthesized Cortexafan over here. She goes, sweet, give me some of that shit, um, grabs a couple of the, uh, the bags, uh, heads towards the sensory deprivation tank. As Charlie said, it's empty. Um, and alarms start to go off, and she's like, well, shit, uh, I guess I'll go back to Harvard? Because um, that's <laughs> definitely not all ambered. Uh, and maybe Walter's lab has, uh, has, still has the te- sensory deprivation tank in it. You know, they're genetically identical. They probably think the same, too. Uh, which I think... Also, like, Stranger Things has taught me, you can just build your own with a kiddie pool and some salt. like, Or yeah. just, you know, hop into the Hudson River that she's beside. To, well, she to be fair, float. also the fair. Hudson, also, the, you know, the wind and general noise kind of ruins the rest of the sensory deprivation tank. Fine. Um... <laughs> There's only the floating then. <laughs> like, I mean, also all the pollution but that I... will just burn your skin off. I'm assuming Red Universe is really bad on their quality. But anyways, um, she's like, all right, if you can just distract them, I'll swim back to shore and make my way to Boston. Because as we all know, Boston and New York are right beside each other. Uh, There's a cab driver that'll drive me there for free. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And Broyles is like, well... Yeah, remember all those things that you memorized like the the patrols and things they changed all those because they realized that you're really smart um <laughs> mm-hmm. and we're actually like semi-competent at our jobs um but hey don't worry um we'll I- i'll get you there which point olivia's like oh well i hope you i hope you don't die for this <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then Walternet receives a call saying that Olivia is missing, and we cut back to Blueniverse, uh, where Bolivia has made it to Penn Station, and she's getting a coffee, because why the fuck wouldn't you when coffee is so cheap and available? Um, and then this weird dude approaches her, and he's like, hey, want to go to the bathroom with me? I can inject you? And she's like, yes, that's exactly what I want. That's and exactly so, what I've been waiting for. God, they, you broke up with Peter like eight hours ago. Fucking chill, Bolivia. They <laughs> they go to the bathroom and he he injects her. Yep. With a harmonic yep. rod. Yep. Three into times. her palm. And he casually he does casually mention that he's a shapeshifter and that man he dreams about the other side sometimes, but it's a one way trip for them. And we get some world building as he yeah. stabs her with a gun. Yeah. And we also realize that Olivia doesn't realize that they can feel like shapeshifters. Like this is very much <laughs> the first time that Olivia's really realizing. Oh wait, these aren't just machines. Oh, she does. Yeah, he does go like, man. Sometimes I dream about. It. She's like, you can dream. What? <laughs> She's like, oh shit. I be- I treated all the rest of those people like absolute garbage. And he's like, yeah, I know. We talk about it. <laughs> we have a group chat. I'm not in the group chat. No, you're not. No, you're mean to us. <laughs> and, and you're leaving. And right as um he's about to inject her like at her spine, uh this random woman walks in. And they kind of go, ah, oh, shit. That's not great. But it's okay, because Broyles and Peter have bust into Penn Station. And Olivia, they see Olivia exiting the uh, 
the bathroom. And she fires some shots and runs back in and then pulls that woman out as a hostage. She's like, I'll fucking kill her. I'm crazy. And the woman's daughter pops up and is like, don't do it. She'll kill her. She's crazy. Mom, I'm sorry. Why was I not in the bathroom with you? And, and Peter goes, you don't know how fucking crazy I am. And then shoots the mother. <laughs> well, but it's okay. okay to she be was fair, a- he yells at the mother. <laughs> What's your daughter's name? And the mother's like, uh. <laughs> the mother's full on like, uh, oh, Susan. Fuck, uh. <laughs> and he goes, that's not. You. And then just shoots her in the head. Also, <laughs> Peter, what the fuck does markmanship skill? <laughs> I thought you weren't very good. Be- Peter's been I going mean, to the range. They're, he's I he's mean, literally from- sleeping with Olivia. Do you, do you not think Olivia's like, hey, let's go to the range tonight? <laughs> I mean, from his perspective, he either shoots and kills the the false hostage, killing a shapeshifter, mm-hmm. or he misses and wounds or kills Bolivia. Like, it's a win-win. I guess. I just thought this could have been a repeat of the um of the other dude getting shot in the head all over again. <laughs> <laughs> if his aim was off. Like, oh. But yeah, hey, they've caught Bolivia. Look at that. Episode solved. Nothing bad could happen to either side. Everyone's happy. Uh, And Bolivia's like, I really did love you. And he's like, yeah, you fucking liar. Let's look in your backpack. Oh, it's a photo of us. Oh, all right. Maybe maybe you did love me. Whoopsies. But hey, let's um, not worry about that for right now, and let's head back over to Rediverse, um, where uh, we are in the Harvard lab. Um, and this completely looks like the Red Universe, right? This definitely isn't just, you know, Walter's lab again, but again. Um, <laughs> Walter's lab with some sheets over some stuff and Halloween. It's, it's literally season one Walter's lab. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and she finds the good old sensory deprivation tank. But she was I, like, oh man, last time I was in here, I fucked John Scott. <laughs> <laughs> and Burroughs is like, who the fuck is John Scott? And she's like, I don't even know anymore, dude. Well, no, last time, no, 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 last time she was in the sensory deprivation tank, no, that wasn't. Was she in the sensory deprivation tank when she was feeling Nick Lane's uh, thoughts and, like, was, like, yeah, she was, wasn't she? No, no, that was the, the, the hypnosis thing. Oh, right, that was the hypnosis. Yeah. Olivia's, like, mind-fucked a lot of people, though, right? (laughs) Yeah, I feel like she has. Yeah. So, yeah, she's getting the deprivation tank set up, but Broyles is helping her, um, and they hear some guards approaching. She's like, how did they track us? And he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I have a tracking chip implanted into me. Whoopsies. I was hoping they wouldn't, you know, come follow me. (laughs) Maybe I should have reported for duty when they called me. Oops. (laughs) But he, he manages to get Olivia into the tank. And, and shut the door. And then nothing yeah. bad happens. They they just walk and in. He, they're like, Colonel Broyles, what are you doing in here? And he's like, stand down, men. Um, he's Colonel like, I Broyles, heard Walter Mitt left some good acid in here. <laughs> <laughs> Colonel Broyles, you're safe. We're here to help you. And Broyles is like, yep, let's leave now. Yep, we're all good. <laughs> just checking on this, sens- this good old sensory deprivation tank. Still no one in there. Slaps the side of it and walks out. Uh, yeah. And then Astrid's doing some cleaning up. In the lab, st- lab still com- like mumbling to herself, like, Vagenda. 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 <laughs> really trying to see if she likes the word or not. And then, boom, Olivia pops up from the sensory deprivation tank, startling everyone. At which point, Lili- Olivia goes, No, it's Vagenda. 
And then she collapses because <laughs> the strain of saying that word was too great. And it's not even like she slips unconscious. Her eyes are wide open. <laughs> she like it's, it's not a good look. No. Her eyes are wide open, but she's just fully unconscious on the ground. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Olivia's, bro- Olivia's fine. But, and let's cut yeah. back to um, you know, the, the successful scene back at Penn Station. Uh, where they've arrested Bolivia. She's in the back of a truck. You know, they're taking her away to prison so that they can do a bunch of experiments that implant her with false memories and make her think that she's Olivia. Uh, <laughs> Peter came up with this idea for no reason whatsoever. Yep. <laughs> uh, Walter notices, hey, this gun injects harmonic rods into people. That's weird. And yeah. <laughs> That's weird. Anyways, let's go. <laughs> and Bros let's is like, oh home. hey, Olivia got back without us having to do a single thing. This is great. Um and at which point, you know, we, we get the very poignant scene of Walter continuing to ring things with a big sign that says 359 PM in the background. Uh yep. yeah. And he's like, shit, I know what these are. And then the SWAT van starts to shake. And they open it back, and the it's poor guards. Oh my god! So, so hey, here's here's the cool thing. Guess what we now know is canon. Um, one Olivia equals half a broils in weight. Well, not half a broils. He's only missing an arm and a leg. Is he? He's oh, missing yeah, no, his he's, left he's arm and his, his left legs leg. And one of his arms. Nice. Yep. It's um, it's not a great look. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> broils does not look pleased. Yeah, surprisingly, seeing your doppelganger partially chopped up and uh, returned. He's like, he's like, damn, I went out like a bitch. <laughs> I don't think he went out like a bitch with, with gunshots to his face and uh, a couple limbs missing. I'm pretty sure he went out like a badass. Broyles is like, hmm, if he was better, he would still be alive. No, I think Broyles is going, well, shit, how am I going to top that death? Now with that death, I gain more power for I am the one. <laughs> but yeah, David. he goes, "I am the one," starring Bruce Lee, and they're like, "No, sir, it's only the one." Like that's the name of the movie, and he goes, "Yeah, but I am the one," starring Bruce Lee. Also, it was Jet Li. Oh fuck, it was. Yeah, Bruce Lee would have been dead by then. This is one of the Lees. Anyways, um, I'll buy it. Yeah. Olivia returns, and hey, Lincoln doesn't look like a nightmare. Yeah, Lincoln's totally cool, and it makes you wonder if we're going to continue to get their side of the of the universe for the rest of the season, because, you know, they seem to all be cool, except Colonel Broyles isn't here. That's kind of weird. Didn't show up to work this morning. Astrid is real, or sorry, Agent Farnsworth is real worried about it. Yep. Which is another really good bit of character building, where it appears they have, like, a, a deeper relationship than you would think. Perhaps a father-daughter-ish relationship. Who knows? We can always hope that that father-daughter relationship that Astrid and Walter have developed on this side is just Broyles and Agent Farnsworth on the other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Broyles looks at his own dead body. Back and... on our side. Yeah. And then we, still on our side, hey, the uh, shop owner is finally getting uh, his legs back. 
And in a shocking twist, he actually does get his legs back. He doesn't just die. Like, I was and really nothing, expecting them like, to just shoot him. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. was full on expecting him to stand up, walk away like he does, and for the dude just to pull out a gun and shoot him. <laughs> like, or for him to be like, oh my god, it worked, and then him just die. Like, yeah, it's I, just, I, oh my I fully god, it inspected. worked. Also, then he just shifts over to the other, other universe and is experimented on for a while. <laughs> <laughs> It it yeah, works, no, but now my arms don't work. No. <laughs> oh. The monkey's paw curls another finger. <laughs> but yeah, and then um, we cut. Yeah, he gets his legs back in mm-hmm. a shocking show. Of and the other dude's like, oh well, he's like, thank you so much. The other dude who was essentially gave him the shot of the needle is like, no, thank you so much. And he opens up the case that was given to him, and it's a part of the machine. Ooh. It's still on this then, side, though, which is not where it's yeah. supposed to be. <laughs> and then our Olivia wakes up in a hospital bed, and she sees Peter there. And Peter's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry that we left you there. And she's like, you're the only reason that I was able to come back over. And then he gives her a little smoochie on the forehead. And hey, who knows? Uh, God, that would be such a weird fucking thing. It's like, oh, by the way, I was in a relationship with your doppelganger, and like, are we are we gonna do that? And like, what part of the relationship yeah. are we in now? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be no lingering emotional trauma on either side from this. Again, therapy doesn't exist in the Fringe universe. Everyone just gets over it with bed rest. Well, no, and also Sam. <laughs> I mean, we Sam do Weiss. know therapy exists. Walter was in an asylum. Also, Sam, oh, Sam Weiss is all the therapy that anyone needs in this. Uh... Oh, yeah, That's she's probably true. just to go back to Sam Weiss. Yeah. And he's like, this is way out of my fucking ballpark. Like, <laughs> yeah, universes are involved, but like, no. Also, go gross. see a therapist. Why, why did why did Peter have to tell you about all of that kinky shit that the other Olivia was into? What the fuck? <laughs> she goes, but Sam, that's my kink. <laughs> you don't understand the amazing roll of the dice that happened here. <laughs> he cheated on me with me. What are the odds? Uh, the observer is standing behind a taxi uh, when we cut to Penn Station. The first time when we see Bolivia getting coffee. And the cipher or the glyph for this episode is cross. Ooh, uh, crossing, crossing universe. Yeah. Uh, broils double crossing or crossing walternate. Um, yeah, there's oh, a lot man. of crossing in this episode. Hey, you ready for the best part of the episode? No. Yeah, this one's fucking horrible. You ready for the best part of the episode, David? So Just tell me. Going back to bad. going back to last episode, if you remember that weird ass mm-hmm. fucking church uh, that we went to, um, there was some advertising right outside of the uh, the church that um, basically says, "Hey, do these things and you'll be saved. This will lead you to salvation," um, which foreshadows. And I quote: "Olivia and Colonel Broyles solved the case and developed a close bond, foreshadowing the events that led to her salvation." What? No! <laughs> no! <laughs> oh, that's nonsense! This, this one's really right. bad. Um, How come about up with the, a better one. The, All right. Okay, the next episode clue was the last scene of the last episode, because this episode starts with that last <laughs> scene. <laughs> Foreshad- yeah, Peter, Peter gets a call from someone saying <laughs> Olivia's trapped. This foreshadows the fact. the fact that it's Bolivia the whole time. 
Yeah, this one's this one's particularly bad. To be fair, there wasn't really like a massive like fringe event that like is like the like focal point of this episode. Um, yeah, which makes it a lot harder to come up with a like, hey, looking well, back to this, the last episode. But like, this I guess feels you could a do lot the brain surgery like, side. This feels a lot more like a two-parter. Yeah, like a one-point-five parter, even. Yeah, where you don't need that next episode because it's so closely dovetailed. It is literally just, like, you could just watch these two episodes back-to-back, cut out the credits, and just replace the first scene of the previous one with this scene, and it's just a movie. A 40-minute episode or something, yeah. It's just just a two-part episode. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's also, like, closest to a cliffhanger that Fringe has had outside of, like, their season finales. Well, this is a mid-season finale, isn't it? Episode 8? Oh, no, this is only episode 8. I just mean, like, episode 7 and episode 8. That's the biggest kind of cliffhanger that we've had between episodes in a long time. Aside from a a two-parter or, like, a season, like, like, thing. Well, that's what I was saying, is I I thought it was a big cliffhanger because I thought this was the mid-season finale. I completely forgot this was only... See, I didn't know this was episode 8 because David Mm -hmm. didn't say it in his his fucking intro. (laughs) Why would I need to say it? You're a monster. All right. Episode (laughs) ratings, everyone. What do we feel about um, this episode? Four? Four from me? I think. Three and yeah. a half to a four. Yeah. I, I, gotta, I gotta go like firm, like high, highest I'm going is three and a half on this. And the reason for that is like, once again, good episode. Nothing wrong with it. Aside from small issues that I have. Um, but like nothing Shapeshifters. like. Shapeshifters. <laughs> nothing inherently wrong with the episode. But is still not an episode that I would go like, yes, that is the one. Like I'd have to like on a whim be like, yeah, I want to watch that episode again. This isn't one that I'd be like, is an essential to a rewatch. Um, well, so no. three and a half. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is a hundred percent essential to a rewatch. Well, no, no. Just if... from, just from a plot perspective, it's essential right. from a rewatch. <laughs> you, you guys do rewatches different than I do rewatches. I do rewatches. I know what's happening through the show when I'm doing a rewatch. I'm watching episodes that I enjoyed. Uh, and this so you're is... not doing a rewatch, you're revisiting favorite episodes. Yes. A rewatch, first of all, a rewatch, you watch every single episode again, unless it's terrible, is what a yeah. rewatch is. Fair. Uh, no, I'm, I'm specifically <laughs> talking about just revisiting. If I'm revisiting a season, yeah. this isn't... <laughs> you guys don't do rewatches the same way I do. I don't do rewatches. I don't do rewatches. <laughs> Fuck that I don't shit. rewatch the entire show. <laughs> I mean, this is a super plot-important episode... Uh, Anna Torv and John Noble are probably the best actors in this episode. Mm-hmm. And they get like a lot of Anna Torv, time. Yeah, Anna Torv begging Broyles for her life like two separate times. Really, really fucking good. Yeah. Um, John Noble having the breakdown was really good. Um, John Noble as Walter in it also very good. Yeah, like just both of them being able, they've had to like do double duty for... I mean, uh, Lance sure. Reddick has has to had to do that too, but it's the same character. Yeah. Well, like John yeah, Noble is... he doesn't have to do it anymore. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, John Noble's true. on like wildly different <laughs> ends of a spectrum for his two characters, and it's really cool to see. And even Anna Torv, like uh, Bolivia, just because you know that she's the sneaky spy, like she's, I don't know, she Anna Torv plays her like greasier. Yep. Like she's got like a like a. The smirk. It's not a smile. It's a smirk where you're like, they don't like you. Yeah, no, they do a good job. Yeah. Uh, there's a new Tiamat miniature that's coming out. Well, hey, no, David. David, we're almost done. We're almost done. 
Over here, buddy. Come on. <laughs> I I said what I need to do. I don't have anything else to you say in this episode. Do you have any fun facts for us, David? <laughs> Dude, we're at like an hour 17. No. <laughs> well, David, what's what's the mailbag looking like? Empty. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I have nothing for you. I just like empty. Well, oh, isn't that right, Echo? <laughs> well, on that depressing note, it looks like we've hit the f- the conclusion of this episode, where we saw the winner between this corner's David and that corner's Charlie, because fuck me, I'm doing the outro here. Um, <laughs> audience, tell us who won in the comments. Give us a like on all of those podcatching subscription services like Spotify, Google Podcast Play things, um, and our home on Podbean. If you really want to give an in-depth analysis of who won this episode, send us an email at forsaf at gmail.com. Or, if you just want to tell David about why this editing for this episode is weird, or look at all the ter- like terrifyingness that is the editing, go on Twitter and find us at forsaf. Outro? The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under a Attribution Non-Commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license.